0: Greetings, great people. This is your boy P Dub. Uh, once again, coming with another episode of "It's Like That" the podcast, known as "It's Like That." Uh, so I don't know if you hear what's playing in the background, but I was trying to decide what I wanted my next episode to be about, uh, who, what I, who or what I wanted to feature, and so I kind of toggled with a few things. Uh, honestly took a couple of days to kind of get a grasp, but this morning really kind of struck um, what I wanted to focus on or who I wanted to focus on rather. So the um, the group you hear in the background uh, is actually one of the uh, main influences uh, for me uh, in my teen years. Uh, when I was in high school at Lindblom Technical High School, shout out to Lindblom Technical High School, Eagles, swoop, swoop. Uh, I, my senior year, I was part of a group called Pure in Heart, and so uh, we were a, a ensemble uh, about maybe fifteen. I don't even think fifteen. It was maybe twelve of us actually, but uh, we did a lot of uh, you know contemporary gospel stuff. And so one of the um, one of the songs that we uh, kind of honed on was "Center of My Joy" by Richard Smallwood, and so we did that at the time I really couldn't appreciate, you know, I I really loved the song. I did. I loved the song. Uh, and it was kind of cool because, you know, um, uh, great harmonies, all that kind of stuff. And I, you know, said, okay, this is a, you know, pretty dope song. When I got to college, however, shout out to the, um, Mighty marching Panthers of Clark College slash Clark Atlanta University. Uh, I was, um, in various singing groups in college. Um, for, you know, different events, you know, talent shows for homecoming coordinations for, uh, you know, whatever type of event, you know, convocations. And so at one group I was a part of, we actually learned, uh, Your Love Divine. And I tell you that song just really, really changed my mindset in the way of, uh, really honing in on skilled singing and, uh, harmony and really blending, and just really, really uh, learning, knowing, be, you know, being very, very secure in your part. Because you know, Richard Smallwood will have you know stacked harmonies, but it'd be four or five parts going on at the same time. You just have to really know your part and be able to deliver when it's time for you to deliver your part, and not be afraid you're gonna, you know, uh, slide into someone else's part or be afraid that you know the person may not know yours. You just have to. Kn- know you know you do have to know your part period so anyway uh so that was kind of like the start of me really getting into um now now a love for background singing uh Smallwood was definitely a major major part of that transition for me as a vocalist so we smallwood give a little background about him uh I don't you, you may or may not be familiar with him as i always uh my disclaimer on all of my episodes, I cannot assume that everyone knows everything about every artist that I mention, so I want to give a little background and a little history, so you kind of get an idea of who they are as an artist and whatever, so Richard Small was actually born here in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, a lot of people thought he was born in D.C. You no, know, he's been in D.C. Uh, the majority of his life, but he was actually born in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, he moved to D.C. His parents moved here to D.C. when he was really, really you know, probably a toddler, from what I understand, and so ended up uh growing up around music roberta flack was actually his, p- his piano teacher a little known fact yes yeah, she roberta flack the legendary R- roberta flack was his uh piano teacher and so uh you know kind of gives you an idea of what he was you know who he, he was exposed to and i'm pretty sure she was one of his influences for uh gaining entry and applying and gaining entry to howard university uh while at howard he actually formed the first gospel choir that um, that is still um, there today. He and um, Donny Hathaway and Roberta Flack. Well, I'm sorry. He and Donny. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm sorry. Not Donny Hathaway. He and uh, Angela Wimbush. Uh, yes, Angela Wimbush is a Howard alumni as well. Uh, Howard alum. Uh, he and Angela Wimbush and a couple of other people actually formed a gospel choir at uh, Howard University. And it kind of went from there. Uh, he, you know, kind of took, because he was actually, a, um he's a music major, naturally. Very gifted pianist, uh, classically trained, came out, you know, graduated with honors from Howard. And so what he decided to do, uh, he was always a church kid like me. So he decided to, well, he decided he wanted to embark on, you know, musical aspirations. So he started a small group. Uh, singers, uh, an ensemble, there were six of them, and so he formed them in 1973, and so they, you know, went around, you know, D.C., you know, uh, different places, just kind of gaining momentum and gaining uh, ground as this great, great, you know, group of singers, I think it was like maybe seven of them at the time, maybe seven or eight, and so he got his first recording contract in 74, 75, and so uh that was around the time uh he went on and did i love the lord that's what that first project the very first richard smallwood project has i love the lord on it uh that when he used to record for the preacher's wife yes well i love the lord is a richard smallwood uh song yes he originally wrote it and recorded it another little well-known fact but you know you know, I try to get history when i can and get props you know y'all you know me but <laughs> at any rate uh He went on and just recorded. And of course, the more he recorded because he was able to infuse the classically trained piece and the choral piece with a contemporary gospel flair. And so, you know, put the church and the church stuff and the classical, you know, classical sound together was like something very, very different. People were doing, you know, hints of it here and there, but he was very intentional with his group sound and what he wanted to do and so once he realized it caught on, he just kind of, uh, took it and just, that was his launching pad. So, um, he had a few projects. He had, um, uh, textures, which is, uh, what Center of My Joy came off of. Vision, uh, another one of my favorite projects. Then, uh, Portrait, which is a great project. Portrait has, uh, uh, two of my favorite Richard Smallwood songs, Joy Will Come and um, um uh, what's that song? Uh, what song was it? You are the news. I Give You Praise. That's it. I Give You Praise and Joy Will Come. So those two songs uh, are literally benchmarks for me. Uh, as far as uh, Richard Smallwood pieces, those two are definitely benchmarks. But they are on the same project, which I said is Portrait. Then after that, he did, um, he did another project that really, really pushed a lot of great, great music. And then he did a live project in 93. So then after that, he kind of, uh, settled down and I uh, was looking at one of his video clips and he said that, you know, at that point they had been together 20 years and he had, you know, they'd been around the world traveling and everyone knew the Rich Smallwood Singers you know, you knew their music, you knew them. So he said he decided to form another group, but he decided to do a choir. And so he did that. And that became uh Vision. And uh they've been together since that was in ninety six. They've been together twenty five years now. And I'ma tell you and so that was where we go to what most people know is Richard Smallwood era. That was when Total Praise came out and, you know, uh those songs. And so, you know, thank you and, you know, um uh, uh be open and you know that kind of you know, all those songs, that era of music. And so, um, angels. So it's like for him, what I can appreciate is his evolution as an artist because he's definitely an artist in every way, shape, and form uh of the word artist. He definitely uh is one that stands out. When you hear Richard Smallwood's uh song, you know it's him. When you hear certain pieces, his core structures uh, the way he pens uh, certain lyrics, uh, he's definitely um, one that has uh, set a benchmark in not just gospel, but just in modern music period. Uh, so Total Praise, the song Total Praise is actually in the National Black Hymnal. And, you know, that's a huge deal. It's been in uh, the National Black Hymnal for a few years now. Well, I want to say at least 10, 15 years and I mean that's a huge deal because uh, I'm not sure of any. I'm not have. To, I really have to check. I'm pretty pretty sure there've been a few more added to it by now. But at that point, that was one of the only contemporary uh, gospel songs to be part of the National Black Hymnal. So, uh, like I said, by now I'm sure they have been more songs added. You know, I'm pretty sure there've been uh, some Kirk cards of Kirk Franklin pieces added. But I know Richard Smile was one of the first uh, contemporary. A traditional gospel artist to have a song added an entry added so again listening to um and growing up to his music has definitely been uh something for me i've I've studied his music uh when the song anthem of praise came out that came out like 2001 yeah 2001 and I'll tell you guys, I study, if you ever, if you know the song, you know what I'm saying when when I say this, I literally had to listen to it uh, on headphones to catch the parts I need to catch because his stuff is not, a lot of his stuff is easy, but there are some songs that he uh, composes that you're like, oh, oh, <laughs> and so uh, it really takes a tuned ear and a keen ear to catch every nuance that he brings, which is a challenge, but a wonderful challenge. Uh, and so again, you just listen to what he offers and what he brings. It's a great thing, man. I, you know, uh, you are, as I've said many times over on my episodes, I am definitely a church kid. I make no bones about it, no apologies f- about it as well. Uh, you know, I grew up in, uh, in the church and, uh, being able to, uh, be around when music, you know, Great music, great gospel music was penned and recorded and released is definitely a joy for me because you know I can always go back and uh pull up a song and it brings back some great memories for me. You know, uh it could be a Rich Smallwood song, it, it could be a Thompson community uh choir song, it could be, you know, just um, you know, different artists, Tremaine the Hawkins, Tremaine, Edmund Walter. You know uh, Thomas Whitfield, which I'm going to probably do another podcast. I'm going to do a podcast on him pretty soon. He's another one, uh, another great influence of mine. Uh, you know, so to have that influence growing up, you know, uh, of course, can't forget James Cleveland. You know, he's a great influence on, on modern gospel music as well. So, you know, to listen to uh, that era of gospel pioneers and, you know, Rich Smallwood is a living legend. And it's wonderful because, again, he was uh, trained on piano by Roberta Flack. However, he will let you know his bio. He speaks on how he was a sixties music kid. So he grew up on funk. He loved funk music. So, uh, one of his favorites, some of his favorites are Aretha, Shaka Khan, Patty, you know, he loves Kelly Price, you know, uh, so he knows music. And so it's a great thing to listen to, uh, his influences and actually, hears influences within the music he produces. And so it's great because again, he's uh, a legend in his own right. And so I'm just thankful to be able to, uh, be influenced by such great music. You know, uh, Richard is definitely one, uh, and I don't play piano at all. You know, I'm a vocalist, you know, I'm a, uh, director, choir director, background vocalist, you know, uh, one of my favorite things is actually putting this, uh, again, uh, influenced by the the artists that I grew up on. But I love putting voices together and um, having people blend and catching blends and that kind of stuff. But that that is just like my sweet spot. So to be able to do that is a result of, uh, you know, listening to artists like Richard Smallwood growing up. It's a great thing, guys. So, again, I just wanted to uh, come through. And kind of share a little bit. I'm not, you know, as I would say, I'm not going to hold you long with these at all. Just do, you know, I don't want to go past a certain time frame. I'm almost at my ideal time frame, which is great. I'm not trying to overdo it, but I wanted to get on here Uh, really, really quickly. Again, it's Black Music Month and I want to do a few contributions for uh, the month. The month is still early and it's also my birthday month. I said it in the last podcast and I'm going to say it again. My birthday is June 18th. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, uh, I'm thankful to be, you know, that my birthday month is also black, a black music month. Rather, it's a joy uh, since music is my passion. Uh, it's a beautiful thing for me to be able to pay tribute in this manner uh, to the the ones who uh, definitely uh, show, show me what great musicianship is and continue to show me. So anyway, guys, just want to leave you with this. I uh, hope you gained a little something from it, as always. Uh, so, you know, I always say any uh, comments or ideas or suggestions or thoughts. Feel free to shoot them my way. You know, I take any and all from you because, you know, you all are the reason I do this. Uh, I don't do this just to brag. I know stuff about music because, you know, I just feel like I share some things, uh, kind of put a bright spot in someone's day as a result or cause someone to think a, a different way about a certain artists. But at any rate, guys, I'm out of here. Um, yeah, make it do what it do, as always, and have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time. Enjoy yourselves. Be good to yourselves and one another. As case Casey Casey would say, God rest his soul. All right, y'all. I'll <laughs> Bye-bye.